Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, My Dad's Financial Advice, a beginner's personal finance podcast for anyone and everyone looking to get their feet wet in the topic. Today is the first episode all about the basics of personal finance. Things like how do I budget? What is credit? How do I donate? And so much more. I can't wait for you all to listen, and we hope it can be a helpful introduction to some interesting personal finance topics. All right, let's get started. So before we go really deep into specific topics like investing or or insurance or retirement, things like that, um, let's just focus today on basics, on basics of personal finance, where to get started. Let's say you're a fresh college graduate, you know, very limited personal finance knowledge and background. So I guess I'll just start with this. What would you say are the basics of budgeting? You know, how do you decide if you're okay with spending money on something, if you no, you're going to have a large expense, you know, down the line. Like, when do you save? When do you spend? What, what, are, what are those basics? So basically, you have income coming in. You can use that for spending for your daily expenses or saving for the future. That involves investing or giving to charity. So it's like spending, saving and, in, and giving okay. is what you can do. Mm-hmm. So basically for budgeting purposes, you need to know how much your expenses are. Right. You probably will have housing expenses, which mm-hmm. if you are just graduate, there will be probably rent, mm-hmm. rent and utilities and those housing kind of expenses. Right. That's one. Then uh, there will be food expenses, mm-hmm. transportation expenses. So you need to figure out how much are your normal expenses that mm-hmm. you need to spend. That's what, those right. are your needs, right? Mm-hmm. You need that much. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully your income is higher than that, that, or that, you, you, that you need uh, to spend on. Right. So then you can kind of know if you keep track of your expenses. So one way, main thing about personal finance and rule number one is spend less than you earn, right? Mm-hmm. So once you know how much you are spending on each of those major categories, you can say right. that, okay, I need maybe, you know, $1,000 on rent or, you know, $200 in gas or you know, things right. like that. You need to budget that much. So this budget can also be called a spending plan, right? Your goal is to keep your expenses under your income so that you don't go into debt. Mm-hmm. So generally what happens if most people who don't keep track of their expenses, you spend as you need and then at the end of the month you will see that you spend more than you earned right. and your credit card balance grows and you you like to pay interest and mm-hmm. you don't want to do that. You Just want to going. you want to keep it under your income. So you need to know how much discretionary income you have after you spend all those essential expenses. Mm-hmm. You also need to consider saving for the future as an essential expense. Okay. So, you, so you, you basically have to say that I'm going to save 20% of my income mm-hmm. for the future. So that going separately out of your, your income. And then you also have to consider your essential expenses. And then whatever is left over is your, what you can call fund money. You can do whatever you want with it. So that's how you know whether I can spend on this thing that I don't really need but I want it right but you can see that I only have this much money left over in the month mm-hmm. so that I can spend on that one or I can uh, you know save that for like say few months and then spend on a bigger purchase you know so if you budget for a certain amount per month as your fund money then you can you can use that so you're saying that as part of your budget you need to account for savings as one of those mandatory expenses so just as you're planning for a certain amount of rent every month and a certain amount of utilities every month you should also plan for savings every month as a part of that budget exactly mm-hmm. so that that's uh, people also call it pay yourself first 
So you're paying other people bills, right? Every mm-hmm. month you pay rent to your landlord or utilities to the company. So right. you say pay yourself first. You just say, I want to pay myself for the future. So your current you is paying your future you that mm-hmm. much amount so it can grow for the future. So that's also should be considered initially mm-hmm. itself. And then you have to see how much money you have left over. Keeping track of it is important because otherwise you will forget what you spent. Yeah. You don't remember what is there, things like that. Right. You can pick up on, on habits or, or trends that you might be... You know, exactly. falling into like, oh, I didn't realize I spent so much twenty dollars a week on coffee or something like that, right. um, yeah. and that adds up pretty quick. So, one of the main, or if not the main point of budgeting, is to avoid spending too much. Right, is to avoid getting into debts. But I know that especially when we're starting out, you know, we're going to have a few very large expenses. So things like maybe buying a car, or maybe we're looking to buy a house in a few years. Obviously, those kinds of things are going to call for you to get into debt a little bit. So how do you know? if it's a good thing to get into debt or you know instead of buying a new car is it always better to just buy a used car that you can buy you know out of pocket like how do you make those decisions for some of the large expenses like house you really need a mortgage so that mm-hmm. can be considered good debt because you you are buying a house which hopefully appreciates in value so those are fine but for cars there are two ways to think about it so if you if you're buying a good car which may be more than what you have saved up you probably will need a car loan initially right but you know it's advisable once you pay off the car you continue to drive the car until you save more money to buy the next car so it's mm-hmm. like a, many people what they do is they they take a loan and then by the time you pay off the loan you they want to sell and buy a new car then you get a, another oh. loan and it's always have a car payment yeah but maybe initially you you buy a used car mm-hmm. uh, you know a cheaper car and then you you pay that off and then you drive that continuously until it breaks down and, and by the time you hopefully you'll have money enough to buy a new new car right but again the car loans you can get cheap anyway so it may be better to take a loan even mm-hmm. if you have money that depends on the interest rate that you're getting for the car loan versus uh, the interest rate of your savings yeah like that. exactly so if the interest rates of your savings is higher than interest rates of your loan then obviously you can save the money and and then buy take the loan right okay so i mean obviously there's not going to be like a one size fits all rule for go ahead and buy a new car or you have to start with the used car like there's no blanket statement rule it depends on your income level at the time and right. you want to see how much you can spend per month based on the income and then you can see how much of a car you can buy mm-hmm. but even then it also comes down to what you prefer to spend your money on right because like you could choose to go into debt for a really fancy car if that's something that you really like Yeah. and then just have less money available for, for like other a, things. you know for a house yeah. or so something one, like that so one main thing about personal finance is it's personal so it's, right. it's <laughs> how are you want to spend money i mean mm-hmm. the main thing to avoid is unconscious spending yeah. as long as you're consciously spending and that's something that you want to do mm-hmm. um, then yeah that that's fine that's but fine. yeah you need to think about what your preferences or priorities are right. and then put money towards that mm-hmm. and something that would be a blanket statement for everyone is just those required rent and utilities cuz you can't really get around that but also emergency funds and saving and paying for yourself right yes you know in the future episode we talk about investing and how the money can grow and compound interest and all that yeah. so in order to start the compounding going you need the seeds like you need to yeah. plant the seeds to for the tree to grow mm-hmm. so those seeds has to be saved up when when you start up in the longer time the money has to grow it grows really fast towards the end but in the beginning you feel like it is growing very slow but 
but you still need to start somewhere so yeah. it's important to save initially itself from the beginning yeah. so that you have that saving habit in in hand so that the compounding has time to yeah. make a difference mm-hmm. if you look at the curve there's an exponential curve mm-hmm. so initially it is slow and it, it then it shoots up right. so okay. if you start early you will have that growth going for you further so so you need to get into that habit of saving from the beginning itself so yeah. that's why i'm saying the saving should be part of your budget initially mm-hmm. itself is that paying yourself first is that the same as an emergency fund same as investing money or are all those different things those are like targets for saving so you can say say 20% you want to save mm-hmm. so what are the priorities of saving right per month you say you are saving 20% you first you save up your emergency fund so um, within that 20% Like no, you, you you keep saving you take your 20% add it to emergency fund until you have enough emergency fund oh, okay. and then you take uh, next few months then you start investing in in retirement funds mm-hmm. uh, you know something like that you continue oh. continue following like that so you want to start with putting all of that saving money towards your first priority in sp- saving which is emergency fund so you shouldn't split those savings already into emergency investing in personal or it may make sense to to do it Uh, initially into it retirement at least for getting the company match because oh. usually if the company's uh, company offers a retirement plan with a matching money which means that if you put say 6% they put a matching amount in yeah. it so you don't want to miss that if you miss that every paycheck that basically it, it's lost forever right. so yeah. so you want to put that much at least into the into the company 401k plan mm-hmm. get the company match and the remaining money you can now save it on the uh, emergency fund until the emergency fund is built up and then you, the rest you can then put back into the 401k or ira or whatever that uh, we mm-hmm. talk about in investing episodes and again this must be a personal preference too is that like once you do you know you go through your budget and you have that discretionary saving or discretionary money left um you're still going to have outstanding payments right for whatever loans that you have um so i know some of us might be tempted to just put all of the discretionary money to some sort of loan payment or to some sort of like saving for the future um and that could work for some people but yes. i'm sure you don't want to be trapped in that like you know right wanna... right yeah the the loan payments uh, prioritizing the loan payment is is fine if if that's you know generally you want to be a get it off your loans fast right so you can say that there will be there will be minimum payment the loans require you mm-hmm. to do uh but if it's depending on the interest rates of the loan so yeah. if it's a credit card debt you generally don't want to spend anything you just want to put the whole money in whatever you put right. it towards that because credit card interest rates will be very high yeah. usually mm-hmm. so so those you want to get it off very fast but then if it's student loan or a mortgage uh, or a car loan which interest rates are very low i mean lower than the other ones mm-hmm. uh, you can have a like a debt payoff plan you can mm-hmm. say okay i want to get it off within the next 5 years and yeah. this is how much i have to pay to get it off in the 5 years yeah. so then you know how much you have to pay even though that may be more than the minimum that the, the loan requires yeah. you can say you can say that i i calculate and i need to get it off within 5 years and this is much i have to pay in a mm-hmm. month you you put that towards that loan and then then you can see how much money you you have left over after that yeah and i i think that's important to talk about because i feel like 
you can go two different extremes, right? Because you can think like, well, I have a loan, it's going to be there forever, or I'll just go ahead and eat out all the time and, you know, it's fine. Or, or you could think like, I have this loan, I have to pay it off, I can't do anything fun until it's until it's paid off. So there's that balance that you can yes, find. Yes, so of course, balance is important. You need to take care of the uh, loan and future as well as have fun at the same time. Right. So yes, don't go into extremes in either ways. Right. So, uh, but yeah, basically make sure you have a plan to pay that off. So yeah. you can say that, you know, I want to pay this off in five years. So now I know how much you have to spend, pay mm -hmm. that. There are Excel calculators you can figure out how much I have to pay every month to pay that off in five years. Then, yeah. then, then you know how much you have to allocate towards paying off that loan every month. Mm -hmm. Okay, so another thing I wanted to ask about is the concept of credit. I know a lot of us probably have credit cards at this point, um, maybe, you know, through our parents or through our initial income that we're having through our job. And at least for me, I know just to pay it off every month or every time the statement hits, that's when you pay it. Um, you keep a, you know, keep an idea on what your credit score is and, you know, just general basics, but like how, what is credit and how does it work? What do you need to do to build it? Well, anything about credit. Yeah. Okay. So one main thing about personal finance is the credit score. Mm -hmm. um, so anytime you want to apply for a loan in order to buy a house or buy a car, what the lender will check is your credit score. Yeah. The credit score is important uh, and you have to have a history of credit. Basically, they, they want to make sure you have a habit of paying back your loans. Mm -hmm. So only if you're a reliable borrower, they have confidence that you will pay back their loan. Uh, so that's indicated by this credit score. And mm -hmm. this credit score is tracked by credit bureaus, uh, mm -hmm. three credit bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. So mm -hmm. there are three credit bureaus that track all these people making payments and missing payments. So they, they know all that. And then they have some algorithm that comes up with the a credit score mm -hmm. and a credit score is a number that that can go up to 850 850 mm -hmm. is the maximum mm -hmm. but if your score is above 740 generally you get the best rates okay so if it's under 740 above 700 you get like the medium rates mm -hmm. and if it's under 600 generally don't qualify for loans i mean mortgages or anything like that you might uh -huh. get very high interest rates because they're gotcha. taking higher risk for you right so one main thing about keeping the credit score high is making payments on time yeah. So if you miss a payment, that will reduce your credit score. Mm -hmm. the, as long as you pay your bills before the due date, mm -hmm. what happens is this, all these credit cards and other billers report your credit activity to these bureaus. Mm. So that's how they know that you paid your bills on time, every mm -hmm. time for the last, you know, so many years. So then they give you a high credit score. They know they can trust you because they've seen your history with money and they're like, okay, yeah. I know you can. Right. But if you have yeah. a history of not paying the bill and they have to follow up many times and you can see that you missed payments. Yeah. So that, that actually reduces the credit score. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that's the main thing. So that credit score is important not only for applying for loans. They, they also check the credit score for insurance. So they mm -hmm. check. Like your insurance rate? Like insurance what rate? rates will depend on your credit score. Any kind of insurance? Not health insurance, but I'm talking about auto or home insurance. Mm -hmm. So what they do is they check especially auto insurance what they do is their algorithms i guess think that if you are a responsible payer of your bills you will also are a responsible driver so right. it's like yeah so if basically if, if your credit scores are low your auto insurance rates will be higher too hmm. so they check for that employers check your credit as part of background check they, they do that really? yep they would check. that would that ever bar you from getting hired if your credit is low they do check that but as part of background check, they check they may check that too. Mm -hmm. So keeping credit score higher is important. So yeah. to do that, main thing is to pay the bills on time. 
Yeah. And so what if you are, so let's say like someone who may not have been budgeting and so maybe they have some credit card debt. Is having that debt itself going to just bring it down automatically? Or as long as you meet minimum payments, you're fine? As long as you meet minimum payments, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Another thing is how much of your credit balance you're mm-hmm. used. So say your credit limit is $3,000, mm-hmm. which means that that's the maximum you can have balance outstanding. Mm-hmm. right? So the maximum balance that you can outstanding, that's called your credit limit. Yeah. So if your available credit is so much amount, but your used credit, which means how much you balance you have, mm-hmm. is it should be less than like 30%. Really? Yeah. If it is more than 30%, that affects your credit score. Mm-hmm. So if your total available credit, the total balance, if you calculate the ratio, if it is less than 30%, that gives you higher credit scores. And that's also calculated every statement, right? So let's say you have like a $3,000 credit limit. But then you pay um, rent using that credit card. Let's say it's a lot of your credit. And advice would be to just pay it before it hits your statement so it doesn't affect your credit score. That's right. So mm-hmm. usually the, the credit card companies report the balance as of the day the statement is produced. Mm-hmm. So if it, as of the day the statement is produced, the balance is low, which means that you've already paid that yeah. during the statement cycle. Right. That actually will keep that balance down. Yes, yeah. that's a good good idea. Okay. Yeah. So if you have credit card debt, you can pay the minimum as mm-hmm. long as your total balance is less than 30%. Yeah. That wouldn't affect your credit score as much. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to do that anyway because you are paying interest yeah. on any balance you mm-hmm. left over. Uh, so always pay the balance full by the due date. Right. So that way you don't pay any interest to the credit card companies. Which goes back to the spend less than you earn because exactly. you get into that. So credit card is good to use to spend even if you have money in the bank a couple of reasons one is you have you have more consumer protections if you use credit card so it means that if the merchant fails to deliver Mm -hmm. or the thing that you bought is is defective and the merchant is not responding your customer service request then you can tell your credit card company that i'm not paying for that so the credit card company will follow up with the merchant and they, they will give the money back to you Okay. So there's so the, consumer protections is there. The credit card company takes the hit whenever. Well, the, they, merchant... they, the merchant will be in trouble with the credit card company. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's that's why merchants won't don't want to do that. They will take care of that issue. Mm-hmm. So, but you can always dispute. You can file a dispute with the credit card company, and then it's generally in favor of the consumer. Okay. Whereas debit cards mm. and cash, if you pay cash, obviously you, you don't have anything. You, you cash is gone. Only unless the merchant pays you back, there's nothing. Because there's no can, record that. That sale even happened. if there is credit, even if there is record, it's up to them to pay you back or no reason. There's no third. third There's a third party, party involved. Yeah. But even if you use debit card, which the bank is bank pays them, uh-huh. but your money is immediately gone. You don't. Yeah. So it will be harder to get their money back from the Why? bank, because the consumer protections for a debit card is low by law. Credit card consumer protections are higher. It's it's by law. It's the way the law was initially set up. Mm. Second thing is rewards. You can get credit mm. card rewards by using a credit card because generally the merchants pay higher commission to the banks when you use credit card. So some of those banks will give you their portion in the form of a reward. You get you get points back. You get cash back. Mm-hmm. Generally, Citibank has a card called Double Cash Card or mm-hmm. a Fidelity has a thing. It's called Fidelity Rewards Card. Mm-hmm. So those those give you 2% cash back, meaning every time mm-hmm. you spend $100, they'll give you $2 back to you. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a good thing to have. So there are credit card rewards as well as consumer protection. So it's good to spend using credit card as a payment mechanism, not for taking loans. 
Mm-hmm. Once you use a credit card to buy things, you should pay the balance by the due date. So that right. way, the credit card company will not charge you any interest. Right. So no interest charge, and as long as you're paying less than mm-hmm. what you earn. then obviously you'll have money at the end of the month to pay the credit card right so it just means to keep an eye on what you do have in checkings and right. then never spend more than that Correct. so you're saying you use credit cards so that you can you know have consumer protection but also to build your credit right? yes build your credit also that's a good, mm-hmm. another good point yes build mm-hmm. your credit so it shows you that you have paid those credit cards and it, the longer you have uh, those credit cards active and you're paying the your credit score will go up mm-hmm. so then how how do you start building credit Because don't you need credit to open a credit card? Is that yes, true? That, that that is true actually. Uh, so so generally, you say when you start out, if you are if you are in college, you can start with your parents' credit card. If your parents can add your name as an authorized user, some that credit as history. Your credit. So yeah, it gives you some credit history. Mm. That's one way. And there is another. There are student credit cards actually. They actually don't check credit history. Discover has one student card. Capital One has a student card. Mm-hmm. So they don't check the credit history. Mm-hmm. Then there are some credit unions. If you go to credit unions, mm. uh, if you if you are a good student, you can show them the grades. And I'm a good student. Okay. They might give you a credit card. Yeah. There are other secured cards are there, which is another thing, which means that you give them some money to in a savings account, and then they will issue a credit card. up to that balance mm-hmm. so that way it is secured means yeah. they don't have any They're risk taking risk yeah but it helps to build credit history okay. so there's a couple of ways you can build credit history like mm-hmm. that okay and you also you mentioned a little bit about rewards um through your credit card i also know that there are these rewards programs like i think i've heard of like fetch rewards or other you know i don't know how it works but the, these companies where you can scan your receipt and you can upload it get a gift card Mm-hmm. Is that a good thing? It sounds like it's too good to be true. Like when you scan it and they just give you a gift card for using their service. Yeah, so like that that's <laughs> that's basically they are tracking your it's up to you whether you want to disclose your data. Okay. Okay with that. I mean, I think it could be a good thing if you trust your own like self-discipline to not spend more or not be as influenced by I mean, yeah. I guess we all are, you know. Yeah, we are influenced by it. By yes. it but but like, if you are following a budget and yeah, you know how much you can spend, yeah, you're very strict about that. Then, then you can, then you can do that. Yes. So we talked about budgeting and keeping track of, you know, where our expenses are going and how to figure out how much we want to put in savings versus spending and and everything like that. And I think that correlates with, you know, having a savings account, having a checking account, but. With all of that, what kinds of accounts do we need to be able to keep track of all of these things? What what are what are the different types of accounts that are recommended for someone who's just starting out? In order to get your salary, you probably need a checking account. The employer will ask you, "Where do you want the salary?" The, you know, nowadays, nobody gives actual checks. Right. Even if you have a check, you need a checking account, obviously. Yeah. So for the direct deposit, you should have a yes. Checking. So the checking account is your general. expense account so where money goes in and money comes out there are no restrictions as to how many transactions there can be you can write checks against it you can use debit card you can pay your bills from it mm-hmm. so the, the for that you need a checking account mm-hmm. so that can be opened on in a bank or a credit union mm-hmm. the difference is credit unions are non profit and banks are profit In terms of like how it affects you on the consumer end, does it affect you like where you choose to have a check checking or savings account? N- not in terms of how the accounts behave. No, 
customer service people say maybe better at credit union but you usually can get better websites or apps or the convenience factors may be better for banks like right. there are more IT ATMs for example yeah and because it's national if you move or if you yeah if that's, you're traveling. that's another thing yeah, yeah. If you, so initially it may be better just to get an account at a bigger bank and sure go from there the one way main thing about big banks like Bank of America or Chase is is their savings accounts especially currently the savings accounts and check they don't pay any interest mm-hmm. they pay like 0.001 interest rate mm-hmm. so those things are usually better at an online bank so there okay. are online banks which are they don't have the branches all over the country but yeah. they serve customers all over the country through online mm-hmm. so online banks like ally bank discover discover bank you can open an account online and then you do everything online so they they generally pay higher interest rate mm-hmm. so you open a savings account with them you may also want to have a local bank just to get local service so what you can do is your online bank can be linked to your local bank and then you can transfer money back and forth between those mm-hmm. two so the savings and checking account you start with mm-hmm. right and then you can have other accounts like retirement accounts and that you can go into the retirement episodes yeah and then going back to um something about budgeting is that there are like three large categories of where your money can go right saving for yourself spending because of you know required spending or anything you want to spend for fun um but then there's also this third category of of donating and i know that's a personal you know topic everyone can have a different perspective on that but what are your perspectives on that and then you know are there any good rules of thumb for donating or there you know yeah so donating is important i mean again it's, it's up to the personal values that you have you have to come up with the percentage how much you want to donate yeah and then you need to find where do you want to donate you mm-hmm. may want to donate to your church or other charities Mm-hmm. or somebody who's asking you for money mm-hmm. so it's 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 up to you one main thing to consider is you need to make sure the charities that you're donating are not uh, spending lot of money on advertising overhead uh, overhead yeah exactly mm-hmm. you so you need to investigate those those charities you are donating to to make sure they they use the money for the purpose they are intended for mm. uh, there are uh, websites that you can look up uh, like charity navigator guidestar yeah they know they have rating system that tells you how much uh, Uh, they spend on ad- administrative stuff versus the their purpose okay. so they you need to look up and then donate to charities like that mm-hmm. again it's up to it's based on how much you want to do for what cause you know some yeah. people want to donate for education or food programs mm-hmm. so those are you know some of the things that you might want to think about donating to yeah so make sure you don't waste the money by giving into some inefficient charities which right. which which you know inefficient use of money okay okay that's a good thing to think about and so then donating would also be like another line in your budget right that you're planning for each month or yes. every quarter or however however often you donate you're planning for that expense right right mm-hmm. i mean that initially it may not be much because you have loans you may have mm-hmm. other expenses so it's it's really a very personal choice yeah so. This concludes our first episode of My Dad's Financial Advice. Thank you all so much for listening and I hope it helps you learn a little bit more about budgeting and getting started in this area of personal finance. Stick around for upcoming episodes all about how to navigate investing, insurance, taxes, you name it. Take care everyone and I'll talk to you next time.
The My Dad's Financial Advice podcast is not hosted by professional personal finance advisors, and all information presented herein is not to be considered official recommendations. Please consult trusted, certified experts for your own personal financial considerations.